Welcome to the Christian Wealth Podcast, where people come to learn what the Bible says about money, wealth, and business. Be inspired by some of the greatest Christian thinkers and commentators from around the planet. Enjoy this episode with your host, Alex Cook. Catching up with Alex Cook from Wealth With Purpose. Good morning, Alex. How are you? Hey, Ross. Great to be with you. I'm uh, very well. Always good to have you on board because we learn so much and they're always on topics that we don't generally address every day. But today, there'll be some things that are affecting us right at the moment. I think if you if you own a house and you're paying back a mortgage, there'll be some definitely some elements in uh, what we've got today. The topic is called, Is Chaos Coming? We don't need to worry because you've always got the answers. Now, what is the outlook for the next 12 months? <laughs> yeah, well, look, it's always, it's always a dangerous game to try and predict the future. In fact, I, whenever I talk about uh, sort of predictions, I like to uh, give two Bible passages to give a bit of context to it. So one is this fabulous proverb. It's from Proverbs 22, where it says, A sensible man watches for problems ahead and prepares to meet them. The simpleton never looks and suffers the consequences. So that's the first one. And then the second one, slightly different from Ecclesiastes chapter 8, it says, since no one knows the future, who can tell someone else what is to come? Mm. So the point being from those two is to say, look, I don't know the future, um, so it's not my place to tell you what is going to happen. However, as, as it also says in Proverbs, a sensible man looks for problems ahead, and I think there's a few of those that we can now see and therefore prepares to meet them. So we don't necessarily know the future and how it'll play out, but we can see problems ahead and take adequate preparation. So that's that's sort of the, the context to it all. And of course, uh, you know, with these days we live in the tyranny of experts, particularly, you know, there's lots of jokes about economists mm. uh, and their predictions. In fact, if you, you know, they say if you put 10 economists in a room, you'll get 11 opinions. <laughs> uh, and uh, so... That's about right. And uh, the other one I love is economists assume everything except responsibility. So uh, that's another good one. <laughs> so with, with that in mind, what, what is going to happen <laughs> in the next 12 months? Mm. Well, um, look, the one thing that's, there's a couple of things that are happening around the world at the moment, particularly in investment markets, and that is volatility is rising. Uh, it's rising across currency markets. I mean, I don't know if people have seen the Aussie dollar in the last two weeks. It's really plummeted from about 69 cents against the US dollar down to um, 63. I mean, they've got touched 62, I think, overnight. Mm. Uh, then, of course, we're seeing this sort of explosion uh, in energy costs, particularly in Europe, uh, and that's leading to social unrest. So you're starting to see around the world, you know, we've got inflation in food prices, we've got inflation in energy, uh, and that leads to social unrest. You know, people tend to not complain much until, you know, it becomes hard to pay their bills. Mm. And so you've seen a lot of that. And then, of course, politically, I think we're seeing this dramatic polarisation uh, across our, you know, and you saw it, you know, the other day in, in the state of Victoria with uh, Andrew Thorburn. You kind of get this, yeah. you know, political polarisation these days of, of views in the world, whether it's traditional versus progressive. And you see that the same in, in political left versus right. We're seeing that happen all across the world. So that's, um, I think, uh, you know, problematic. Um, and of course, inflation is has been the really big problem this year. Inflation's sort of taken off, and um, uh, the the million dollar question is: Are the central banks going to be able to get it under control? And I think there's probably two scenarios here. One is that they keep jacking up rates until something breaks, you know, until the economy 
really starts to tip over into recession. And if you mm. look in the US, it already looks like it's in recession as it is. Yeah. Um, and then potentially they put up rates too much too soon. And as a result, uh, they're forced to reverse course. You know, they're forced to actually then start lowering rates to try and cushion the economy as it falls. Uh, I think that's a fair way off, as in at least six months off. But certainly at the moment, rates are on the forward march. So I guess the point here is, is saying, look, there are some challenges ahead. You know, cost of living isn't coming down anytime soon. You've got lots of polarisation. Uh, the markets are starting to get much more volatile. Uh, you know, over in the UK, uh, about two weeks ago, the English government announced that they were going to do tax cuts, and that sent um, the British pound spiralling downwards. I think it fell about 5% that day. Uh, and their bond market also became very problematic, so much so that the central bank, the Bank of England, had to step in and start buying bonds to stop the falls. Yeah. So that sort of thing, you know, in other words, they're printing money effectively yeah, out of thin exactly. air to, to protect the bond market. The interest yeah. rates are probably the biggie when it comes to a question on everyone's lips here. The question I think a lot of our listeners will want answers is high, how high are interest rates likely to go? Mm, the million dollar question. Uh, and I think uh, the, the answer is I wish I, I, wish I knew. Um, but uh, the, the thing that's become really clear in the last three to four weeks is the central banks, uh, particularly the US Federal Reserve, mm. are absolutely determined to get uh, inflation down. They've made that crystal clear now. Uh, and as a result, you would have to assume uh, that rates are going to continue to rise until they get inflation down. And that means that, unfortunately, in the US particularly, that's going to drive them into recession and you're going to see higher unemployment. Right. That's because the central bank, as I say, is absolutely determined to, to, to get under control. Uh, in Australia, it may be a bit tamer, I hope, because, A, firstly, inflation here is not as bad as in the US or Europe. Mm. Uh, and as we saw last week, the uh, Reserve Bank of Australia only put up interest rates by a quarter of a percent. That's so right. expected potentially for more. Uh, in fact, that's in our markets, you know, spiralling upwards very quickly in the, in the day. I mean, once again, the volatility is amazing. Normally, markets go up half a percent a day. If that mm. went up nearly 4% in a single day after that announcement. So um, there's a, a huge amount of volatility. I suspect, though, that rates will continue to rise, um, whether um, the markets are sort of predicting at least another 1% on top of today in terms of the cash rate, and then hopefully from there, it'll start to settle down. So you can expect mortgage rates to go up probably about another 1% from where we are today. Of course, the only the disclaimers to that is if obviously inflation stays persistently high, then they may keep putting up rates until it comes down further. Um, I would say that though, if they overdo it, which is a risk, you know, central banks, uh, you know, are trying to they're really walking a tightrope here. They're trying mm. to, on the one hand, get inflation down, but on the other hand, not tip the economy over into recession. So they're walking a very narrow path. Uh, and if they, they they overdo it, then they may be forced to reverse course and actually start to bring rates back, yeah, down, back down, again. which um, it sounds probably a bit optimistic, I think, at this point. <laughs> but that's a risk, I think, in six six to twelve months if they overdo it. So time will time will tell. Mm, that's right. We're going to look a little bit more broadly in the next question, but that uh, certainly was a question I think on every listener's lips. We're going to look at investment market markets. Investment markets are becoming more volatile. How do we navigate those investment markets? 
Yeah, look, it's a good question and a really important one because obviously people out there, you may have super money, maybe you've got investments you're trying to Mm. build for for retirement or for other family goals that you might have. And so you're kind of thinking, you know, is this going to get ugly again like what happened in 2008? Mm. So it's important to think through what are the sort of the key issues that you need to be aware of when investing uh, as things get a bit more volatile. And the first big one is time frame. Uh, so how long are you actually investing for? You know, what is your particular goal? Is it something where you're going to need the money in 12 months? Is it going to need, you need the money in seven to eight years? So the longer the time frame, the, the, lo- the, the bigger the risk you can take. So, for example, if someone's 45 and they're not retiring to 65, they can afford to take risk where they're super as and they can afford to buy growth assets because they don't need to touch it for 20 years. On the other hand, a listener might be, say, they're 25 and they're thinking to themselves, I want to buy a house in 12 months. Mm. Well, and you know, and you're starting to build a deposit. Well, you can't take any risk with that money if you need it in 12 months because that's not a long enough time frame to go investing in, in shares and, and other assets yeah. because it's too risky on, on a one-year basis. So your time frame will, will drive some of your decision-making here. So that's the first thing. Hmm. Second thing, a really important uh, biblical principle is diversification. You know, there's a great passage in Ecclesiastes 11 verse 2. It says, invest in seven ventures, yes, in eight, hmm. because you do not know what disaster may come upon the land. Now, this is, that's a great one when you consider how crazy the world's gone over the last uh, two years yeah, with COVID and exactly. now war and, you know, inflation. You've got all these things going on, uh, you know and energy crisis in, in Europe, you know, all this sort of stuff, or disasters, if you like, um, that just highlights the biblical emphasis on the need to diversify. Mm. We can't put our eggs all in the one basket. We can't assume that any one asset class is going to be better than another. You, you know, you can't make these assumptions, and so you need to diversify. And diversifying, you know, is, is about humbling yourself and realising, mm. hey, we don't have all the answers, and we need to, you know, be careful about the risks we take, yeah. the money that God's blessed us with. Um, First, the second one, the third one, though, is also sticking to quality. You know, you know, the world's going to get uh, topsy-turvy, but there are mm. things that are going to be around rain, hail or shine. And so I think about when you think about investing, I always say to people, think about investing in things that are essential. You know, yeah. most of us have electricity in our house, obviously. So mm. that, that means there's companies like AGL and Origin, you know, companies that, you know, put electricity into your house. Then there's, uh, you know, companies that put petrol in your car. There's uh, companies where you've got to go and buy groceries from them, yeah, you know, Coles and Woolies. Exactly. Um, there's all these kind of things that are going to be around rain, hail or shine. So when you're thinking about investing, and the same concept applies to property, not just shares, but you want to buy quality. You want to buy things that are going to be durable, things that are going to last, uh, because they're investments that are going to bounce back. So even though you may get short-term volatility and mm. prices fall and all that kind of thing, they, um, they'll they bounce back if you're um, if you're investing in quality. That's right. So they're, they're really important ones. And probably the last one I'd say is just look, understand that investment markets, uh, you know, have risk involved they're cyclical in nature you know they go up and down they go through you know boom busts and good seasons Mm. and bad seasons and so you just need to be mindful about the risks you're taking uh, and that will be really probably a question both of your age and personal circumstances you know i call it the sleep at night test you know how will you sleep knowing where your money's invested yeah Uh, and that should help drive yeah and that might should should help drive some of your decision making you know very Um, good you know Take, take appropriate risks based on your age and stage of life. Very sound advice there from Alex Cook with, from Wealth With Purpose. Now, if uh, our listeners want to get in touch with you, Alex, how can they do that? 
Yeah, look, I say to people, roster, jump on wealthwithpurpose.com. That's our uh, flagship uh, website where we have lots of resources there, uh, newsletters and all sorts of tools that people can access. And that really will just get them started on the journey of you know good financial management uh, based on biblical principles, but just with also that practical down to earth, you know, daily application as well. Sounds great. And that's exactly what we want to do. Invest our money wisely, but also uh, biblically as well. Alex, thanks for your time this morning. My pleasure, Ross. Always good to be with you. 